The Truth by Neil Strauss One Sentence Summary The Truth sees Neil Strauss draw lessons about monogamy, love and relationships learned from depression, sex addiction treatment, swinger parties and science labs in the decade after becoming one of the world's most notorious pickup artists and desired single man on the planet. My favorite quote from the author is Without commitment, you cannot have depth in anything, whether it's a relationship, a business, or a hobby. Neil Strauss Neil Strauss had to completely lose himself to write this book. I'm sure he didn't want to, but the 10-year journey leading up to the publication of The Truth must have felt nothing shy of being strapped to a roller coaster, naked and upside down. After publishing The Game in 2005, Millions of men sought out Neil for his advice on dating, or rather, getting women into bed. Completely lost in his habits of teaching, Neil eventually found himself unable to skip an opportunity to have sex, which eventually led him to cheating on his girlfriend, who he really loved, with her best friend. Starting with a stint in rehab for sex addiction, he then decided to take the time he needed to find himself and recommit to the love of his life, Ingrid. The two have been married for three years and now have a son. I hope some of his lessons will help you find yourself and figure out your own love life. 1. It is possible to be in love with more than one person. 2. Most relationship problems come from your own family and childhood. 3. The only way to find love is to build a healthy relationship with yourself. Ready to take a close look in the mirror? Let's do it. The truth, lesson one. Polyamory means being in love with more than one person. This answers the question, can you be in love with more than one person? You've probably heard of something like an open relationship in which both partners are allowed to have sex with other people. However, did you know that there's also research about being actually in love with multiple people? It's called polyamory and initially arose as a sort of protest against monogamy and the strict idea of marriage in our society. More than just about humping around, polyamory can create a strong spiritual connection among multiple partners because it forces you to communicate incredibly openly and honestly, eradicates all judgment and leaves no room for the shaming people usually face when admitting that they are sexually curious, even though in a monogamous relationship. Think of it as having two partners who you both love being around, going to dinner with or playing mini-golf and then managing all of the connections amongst each other. According to the movement's followers, if a relationship becomes sexual, the spiritual base of openness it's based on makes the sex something sacred that transcends all the prejudices of depravity and immorality. The Truth Lesson 2 Most relationship problems come from your own family and childhood. This answers the question, if I struggle in relationships, where does that come from? In Attached, Dr. Emir Levine and Rachel Heller describe different attachment styles, reaching from avoidant over secure to anxious. Strauss paints a similar picture. He says most of the time, the traumatic experiences of your childhood determine how you turn out romantically later in life. If your parents were emotionally distant, one parent left early in your life, or you never got any attention at home, chances are you'll become a love addict. Love addicts constantly crave reassurance and affection from their partners and often feel unworthy of love, thus matching the anxious attachment style of someone who's constantly worried their partner might leave them.
On the other end of the spectrum, there are love-avoidant people, often weighed down by their partner's parents' problems, wishes, demands, and expectations. They find it hard to trust people and make a deep connection with someone. This is the foundation of sex addiction. 80% of sex addicts come from emotionally disturbed families, by the way. None of these problems are caused by single individuals, though. They always stem from the family as a whole. And while we all have a tendency to lean more towards one or the other, even if we're not one of the extreme cases, these tendencies usually come from us trying to balance out what we experienced as kids by going in the opposite direction. However, if you're looking for true love, there's ultimately only one way to find it. The truth. Lesson 3. Only once you build a healthy relationship with yourself, you can do so with someone else. This answers the question, what is the best way to find love? The key to a love addict or love avoider to become secure lies in building a healthy relationship with him or herself. This is exactly what therapy tries to achieve in both cases. Because only when your relationship with yourself is working and you can trust yourself, can you then go out and do the same with another human being. Strauss suggests taking two steps. Step one, empty out. Step two, fill up. The first step means disconnecting, stepping back and saying no to sexual partners and relationships for a while in order to understand and find yourself. Most of your problems can't be solved with any relationship because what's broken is really you, not someone else. Once you've emptied out, you can then fill up again, building a new relationship on honesty and responsibility. That means instead of jumping around from partner to partner, you enter a relationship knowing that you're responsible for both your own and other people's feelings. Tune in to the here and now, focus on your relationship with yourself, and remember that a moment of pleasure is not worth a lifetime of shame and regret. My personal takeaways from The Truth for 2017. Okay, a bunch of quotes to go along with this because I literally just remembered one that I think fits really, really well here in this context. Um, Let me find it real quick. Oh yeah, there we go. The greatest gift you can give to somebody is your own personal development. I used to say, if you will take care of me, I will take care of you. Now I say, I will take care of me for you if you will take care of you from me, Jim Rohn. I think that's that sums it up in in one line, really. Um, but before I get back into that, uh, polyamory relationship problems. Uh, okay, just let me share my perspective. I'll go through the lessons again. So first of all, I want to give Neil Strauss credit because when he started the game and all this pickup bullshit and so on, I'm really not a fan of that, so I might be biased, okay, sue me. Um, So I might be biased there, but I think he's really matured in his choices, in his decisions, in his descriptions. Um, I wouldn't want to live the life he has lived or I wouldn't want to have to live through everything he did to get to that point, but kudos to the man. He figured it out. Uh, Interesting for me that someone who's explored everything when he's done like crazy sex parties and polyamory and relationships with multiple people, blah, blah, he's done everything and he still returned to the same old thing, a monogamous relationship, wife and kid. Um, 
I, you could call it a fun twist. You could call it you know you could say you've known all along you could say i don't know i don't know what you say or think but um i'm i'm super proud of him i'm super proud of him for publishing this book this probably took the most guts out of all his books um and i can say nothing but props to the guy so that said polyamory uh you can be in love with more than one person so I would never try to make this work in terms of a relationship where it's like a love triangle or something because the number of relationships you have to manage in that, I think I had it in another book, the number of relationships you have to manage in a polyamorous relationship is always 2 to the power of n. So it's, is that right? 2 to the power of n? I think so. So if you have, oh no, actually, I think it's the number of people, so n to the power of 2 because if you have three people, you have a total of three to the power of two. That would be nine. No, that's not right. Two to the power of two. Right. So two to the power of n. Yeah, I think it's that. Uh, yeah, you have four relationships, right? You have to manage. So you two say, if you're a boy, like you girl one, you to girl two, girl one to girl two, and... No, I think that's it. But for four people, it would be you to girl one, you to girl two, you to girl three, and then girl one to girl two, girl one to girl three, girl two to girl three. Um, so those among each other. Yeah, and then those with you. So that's seven, right? So at four people, it's seven. So it's actually... I'm such a math nerd. 2 to the power of n plus 1? Uh, I'm sorry. Let's say, never mind. Anyways, the point is you have to manage multiple relationships and that gets really messed up really fast. So, but what I would say is, and what I've noticed before is, even when you are in a monogamous relationship, you might have or get feelings for other people. That's normal, right? So maybe you meet this new person at work and he's super awesome, handsome, and you get along really well and you think, oh, I have such a crush on him, right? But I'm married for five years. It'll pass. Guess what? Because that's just how the world works. We can't turn off our biology just because we're in a monogamous relationship. So this will always happen, right? You will always have feelings for multiple people. Right now, I could tell you, 10 girls I have like some level of feelings for, very small even maybe, or maybe like it, it was a tiny crush at one point or something like that. But of course, there's always multiple people. That doesn't mean you can't settle on one. Second lesson, problems come from childhood. I love how this, how this exactly matches the model from Attached, which is another book about love and relationships. Um, uh, when I did the quiz, because Attached came with a quiz to find out your, whether you were avoidant or anxious or secure, it came out secure for me. And I think I definitely come from the anxious love addict side before, because I was always worried about getting a girlfriend, finding one. Uh, the, the most serious relationship I've had was with a girl who was very love addicted. So she was super over the top, like even for me. And that's where I learned to sort of balance or tone down my own even more because it was way too much. She was way too encompassing and, and, um, and, um, what is that? Like taking, uh, you know, like, like trying to take me as a person, I guess. 
um, and my time and everything. So, uh, of course, whatever environment you grow up in is going to affect that and is going to change your results on that. But you can always change your style later. And whatever, when you know, and you know, don't tell me you don't know. Like the moment you hear these definitions, you know whether you lean more towards avoiding love or whether getting addicted to it. Trust me, you know. You may, be also, you may also know that you are stable and secure and that's awesome. I, I, I hope that's the case. I'm really happy for you if that's the case. But if not, or even if you are secure and you know which one you're leaning towards, you now know what you have to do to sort of balance that, right? Everybody has problems. Everybody has emotional baggage. Everybody has a family history to deal with. So please don't come up with any excuses. Just do the work that you have to do to be the best person you can be. On to the last point, because the last one is so awesome. I love it. Build a healthy relationship with yourself. Empty out. What's broken is you, not someone else. I realized that when I got out of my last relationship, which was a year ago, pretty much to this day, um, I realized that I wasn't happy in that relationship. I could never... Because I didn't even need her sort of to make me happy... I was happy. I just was limited, right? So she so it went to the other side where it's like I wasn't getting not enough. I was getting too much. And I realized she's never going to accept me the way I am. And so I have to get out of this. Um, this In this case, this didn't mean I was broken. It meant that uh, I just wasn't a good fit for her as I was. So uh, because I was pretty secure and everything. Um... So I had to get out and I haven't dated anyone since I haven't even gone on a lot of like coffee dates or anything since then. Uh, I've gotten Tinder a couple times and deleted it again. Right now I don't have it because man, these relationships, these conversations are just so boring um, and takes forever because nobody really wants to meet. Everybody's suspicious and it's horrible. Forget it. Um, So I've only focused on myself. I focused on my work. Uh, being happy, I've gotten even more happy than I was happier than I was before. Uh, so I'm super happy. I'm super secure. I would love to have a girlfriend. I would love for someone to come along or just something to work out. Like I do talk to girls here and there. Uh, it's not like I'm not doing anything. I'm just not prioritizing it because I'm not actively looking for someone because I don't think that's the way you find someone. Um, but yeah, I can't force it, right? And I'm not going to try because I'll just keep being this happy person myself and I know that when she comes, I will be ready and I will do what's necessary and say, here I am, open my heart. I actually just did to someone very special to me this week um, and we'll see what comes of it, right? Probably nothing, but that's okay. And yeah, I just feel very whole, very happy with myself very healthy relationship with myself. I can trust myself. Um, I don't need anyone. I'm happy from the inside and so on. And I think that's the place to be in. And it took me a long time to get here. Trust me, this did not happen overnight. Again, I was happy before in the relationship that I had for about two years. But in that last year, 2016, 2017, I can honestly say I'm the happiest I've ever been. I have the best relationship with myself I've ever had. And I want you to have the same. Have that. Work on that. Don't care about what anyone else says or thinks or does. Whether you're in a relationship or not, do that. Make sure you are happy. You are 
you have happiness flowing from the inside. And when you do that, you can take on anything and you can take on any relationship. And if it's the right one, it'll be the right one. All right, that was more of a motivational speech for getting love, but I hope you liked it anyway, and I will see you on the next summary.